This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. Actually, Jack, no, I watched last year's Predictions episodes, like I rewatched it before mm-hmm. this. Do you remember what you were wearing last year? Not at all. You were wearing that turtleneck you got for Christmas. Remember that? <laughs> I do remember that turtleneck. There was a lot of real estate on that turtleneck. I know. Whenever I was nervous or shy, I just yeah. dumped my head inside it. <laughs> I was like, well, as a turtleneck more a tortoise neck. Take my eyes, but not my turtleneck sweater. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's hit the show. Three, two. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Monday, January 8th, and today's predictions pod is the best one yet. It is a T-boy, Jack. We see signs that this episode is the best one yet. Grab a crystal ball and dust off your Merlin robe, Jack. Here are Nick's and my three business wishes for 2024. And we love these wishes. This is an annual tradition. I think it's the fifth year in a row we've done this. Mark your calendar, Nostradamus. Jack, first wish for today's show. What do we got, man? For our first business wish of the year, it's that Robinhood would merge with Twitter. Yeah, it is. Robinhood and X are the business love affair of 2024. For our second wish, it's that Trader Joe's would launch their very own streaming service, TJTV. TJTV Plus, because every company is a media company. Even a grocery chain. Even TJ's. And our third and final wish. It's that Taylor Swift would launch her very own ticketing service in 2024. It's me. Hi, Ticketmaster. I'm your problem. (laughs) It's me. You nailed that execution. Stuck the landing. But besties, before we hit that wonderful mix of wishes for this bonus pod. What a wild mix of predictions, Jack. Nick, when it comes to prediction podcasts, 
What's rule number two? I'm so glad you asked, Jack. The number two rule of Prediction Podcast is we got to check ourselves from last year. Right. You can't make predictions this year unless... Unless you revisit predictions from last year. So Nick and I are going to dust off the old whiteboard and check how we did last year. Jack, I'm checking the numbers here and we were one for three. Like one-ish for three. Yes. Last year, we wished that Budweiser would launch a chain of non-alcoholic bars. We wish for the first bar chain of zero alcoholic drinks. Now, Budweiser did get a lot of attention last year. But it wasn't for the first ever chain of sober bars. No, it wasn't. Our second wish from last year, we wished that Amazon would launch Amazon Land, a theme park of Amazon products. An amusement park for everything owned by Amazon. There would be palm scanning turnstiles. There would be Lord of the Rings rides. Prime members would get to cut the line for the roller coaster for free. Hey Alexa, one order of <laughs> cotton candy for the family. But sadly, Amazon Land didn't happen. And sadly, neither did Amazon World. Well, I hope we got the third one right. <laughs> yeah, me too. From last year, we wished that Nike would acquire Major League Pickleball. Any sports industry is getting disrupted, so Nike should go grab a paddle. Now, Nike did launch a pickleball-powered merch line. Yes, they did. With shoes and rackets and more. But they did not buy the entire professional pickleball league. So sadly, last year, we went one-ish for three on our big, bald business wishes. Jack, let's just round up on this one, man. 333? You'd get into the Hall of Fame in baseball. We'll take it. All right, so Nick, that's rule number two for Prediction Pods. What's rule number one for Prediction Pod. Jack, rule number one of Prediction Podcast, there's no such thing as a wrong prediction. It just hasn't happened. Yet. Jack, let's hit our three big business wishes. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first big business wish of 2024, it's that Robin Hood merges with Twitter. Call it Robin Hood X. Robin Hood X. If Elon wants X to become a true super app, he should merge it with Robin Hood. Yetis, if you got into know Jack and me, you know that we're fans of classical literature. Jack, can you grab some old Billy S off the shelf for us? What is in a name by William Shakespeare? Fantastic. Yetis, for Twitter, apparently everything is in a name because last year Elon Musk changed Twitter's name. Shortly after buying Twitter, Elon changed the name to X because he said it was becoming a different company. He said Twitter isn't a social media app anymore. Twitter is the everything app. One app to rule them all. Thank you, Frodo. And Jack, can you sprinkle <laughs> on some context? What exactly is a super app? How would you describe it? It's an app that does everything. You can view videos, you can swipe right to date somebody, you can make a phone call, you can place a job application, and you can bank all in one super app. Ipso facto, what we're saying, Yetis, is that Elon wants X to replace YouTube and Tinder and FaceTime and LinkedIn and even JP Morgan Chase to become the everything app. That's quite an ambition. No one has pulled off an everything app in the United States before. Now, Jack, I am checking X right now and uh, I can do messages. I can do video. Those are kind of super-ish, but... But that's about it. Right. Robinhood, on the other hand, that would give X finance. And that is a huge category. Which leads to our wish. Elon Musk and Vlad Tenev should merge X and Robinhood 
to fulfill both of their company's visions. Sit down, stand up, and squeeze that into 140 characters. Full disclosure, Yetis. Jack and I sold our last company to Robinhood, and we do own stock in Robinhood. We've told you that before. They were once our sponsor, and we still use the product today. Is that the end of the disclosure? I think that's the full, full disclosure. <laughs> but, but Yetis, Jack and I, we don't just throw out acquisition ideas lightly. Like, Jack and I vet these ideas, and we only choose the ones that we're excited about and confident in. And here's our vetting of Robinhood plus X. Well, the way we see it, both companies are worth about the same amount. Robinhood and X are both worth about $11 billion. So this would be a merger of equals. And both Robinhood and X have brands that have taken a bit of a hit the last couple of years. So again, kind of a merger of equals. For Robinhood, we think this deal could help it accomplish its big mission to democratize finance for all. Because since its 2021 IPO, the number of users at Robinhood has actually declined. So merging with X could actually provide Robinhood with its next wave of growth. It'd be a sale to scale. Sale to scale, baby. Merge to get huge. X's 300 million monthly active users could sign up for a Robinhood brokerage account with little friction if the two entities merged. X users would just have to verify their identification and then they could get Robinhood's spending account, their brokerage account, their retirement account, their crypto account. I mean, Jack, a couple product launches later and you can get peer-to-peer -peer payments. Boom, I'm sending you 10 bucks through my X handle. With just my Twitter handle, yeah. Yetis, add it all up and together, Robinhood and X would be the true super app democratizing finance for all. That's right, the richest man on earth Partnering with a company called Robinhood <laughs> yeah. actually makes a ton of sense if you think about it. You know, Jack, it's that little sprinkle of irony that makes me kind of love this even more. So, Jack, <laughs> what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Robinhood and X? A successful merger must follow the three C's. Jack and I have told you before that a majority of acquisitions fail. In order to succeed, we think they must satisfy the three C's. The first C is culture. At the heart of every company is people. So if the people don't mix well, the companies won't either. Well, X and Robinhood are both Bay Area tech companies and both have big change the world aspirations. The second C is complementary. Deals don't work if the companies do the same or opposite things. The things they do must complement each other. Well, Robinhood is a great core product in search of growth. And X is a great core product in search of engagement. And the final C is cash. Cash. The deal must be financially viable for both sides. So Yetis, the way Jack and I see it, based on the three C's framework, this merger could work. Our first big business wish of 2024 it's that X merges with Robinhood. For our second big business wish of 2024, it's TJTV, Trader Joe's streaming channel. We think Trader Joe should launch a streaming service because every company is a media company. Jack, last year, pretty interesting, we actually covered Trader Joe's just one time. Do you remember the story, man? It was exactly one year ago when Trader Joe's unveiled their Hall of Fame. Jack and I noticed that Trader Joe's is the only grocery store with a Hall of Fame for food. Because they don't have customers, they have fans at Trader Joe's. And great brands don't have customers, great brands have fans. And for 55 years, Trader Joe's has had fans because of their unique business model of grocery. The average grocery store stocks 40,000 items, but Trader Joe's grocery stores stock only 4,000 items. There's one-tenth as many options at Trader Joe's, and that's actually a good thing. 
because you don't have to think as a customer. Instead of optionality, Trader Joe's focus is curating the best. And then slapping their seal of approval on the product so that customers just buy them. So that's why Jack and I were brainstorming this pod and we think the next step in Trader Joe's brand journey? It's a media arm to feed customers Trader Joe's content. Hey, Trader Joe, put down your apron, pick up a camera. It's time to launch a streaming network. All right, Jack, a Trader Joe's streaming service. All right, let's talk this out. What kind of a name we think this service is going to have? We got to start with a name. I like TJTV Plus. I like that a lot. TJTV Plus. Or just Trader Joe's Plus works too. What about Soy Chorizo Max? Mm, for the spicy vegans <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Yet he's the way we see it. Trader Joe's could rethink its deep roster of food as content. Yeah, the dark chocolate honey mints, which only have three ingredients, by the way. That's the talent. Yeah, get those mints and agent at UTA. Nick and I brainstormed enough content to fill 24 hours for this streaming network. For example, Trader Joe's streaming service could have cooking shows. Bobby Flay whips up a Thanksgiving dinner using only Trader Joe's products. Or Jack, picture barefoot contestant grabbing some TJ banana fritters and doing them from her home. How about the dating show, Nick? Oh, I like the dating show idea. Here's what this is. A <laughs> connection based on shared love of Mandarin orange chicken. My favorite is the college game game day style road show. Jack, each week, Trader Joe's could set up a studio in different Trader Joe's grocery stores. College game day visits Ann Arbor for the football game. Trader Joe's visits Ann Arbor to set up lights and cameras in the local Trader Joe's for an episode. Boom, stick a stage in aisle six. You got yourself a set right there. That would be exciting. Remember the Trader Joe's in Union Square, like right near our old apartment in Manhattan? East 14th Street. We went there many times. Okay, they could be having cook-offs to make the vegan kale cashew dip and then broadcast that cook-off worldwide on their streaming channel. And all those East Village post-college kids would be cheering in the audience. But Yetis, that's not all. Because Jack and I also envision Trader Joe's scripted narrative shows. A murder mystery. Who ate the cauliflower crust pizza? Oh, Jack, what about a coming-of-age drama on a self-conscious bagel who smells like everything? Everything but the bagel. Mom, they're picking on me because of the onions. <laughs> Jack, that's got franchise written all over it. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for our buddies over at Trader Joe's TJ Plus streaming service? Every company is now a media company. Yeah, Jack and I have noticed a theme in the last year of non-media companies pivoting hard into media. Over the holidays, Walmart launched a holiday drama TV show about shopping at Walmart. Mattel's Barbie movie was the biggest film of the entire year. Even NASA, America's space agency, launched a streaming network last year. So we wish that Trader Joe's would launch TJTV, a streaming service in 2024. Treat those peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets <laughs> like the stars they are. Oh, I know you love them, Jack. Because every company is a media company. Even Trader Joe's grocery store. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy to use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use. It makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So, Yetis, start designing today 
at canva.com. Canva designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottled it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final business wish of 2024, it's Swiftix. Taylor Swift should launch a Ticketmaster competitor. Swift Ticks could be the not-for-profit ticket to ending the fiocracy. Jack, whip out the calendars here. November 17th, 2022, a dark day for America. We published an episode of this pod with one of our favorite titles we've ever done. It's not me. Hi, I'm not the problem. It's Ticketmaster. Because just over one year ago, Ticketmaster biblically botched the pre-sales event of the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Great use of the word biblically, by the way, Jack. Yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> Taylor put on the top grossing tour of all time. She won Time Person of the Year and... She found true love. Our wish is that Taylor now enters a new era, her monopoly-busting antitrust era. Taylor Swift, you got to launch your own ticketing service in 2024. And you got to call it Swift Ticks. It's me. Hi, Ticketmaster. I'm your problem. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> because besties, ever since Live Nation acquired Ticketmaster in 2010, it's known to have a monopoly on U.S. live ticket sales. And Jack, let's whip out the econ textbooks here. What do monopolies do when they face zero competition, Jack? They charge us fees. Jack, I see the service fee, the printing fee, the convenience fee, the ticket fee, and the fee fee, the dreaded fee fee. We've all paid them. We've all hated them but we've all had no choice because it's Ticketmaster. A Fifi? I gotta speak to a manager about this one. Besties, Live Nation owns a whole bunch of concert venues and the dominant ticketing service, Ticketmaster. And that's why, by one estimate, after Live Nation takes its cut out of your ticket and its fees out of your ticket, musicians only take home 30%. Only 30%. I mean, Jack, you can't shake that off, can you, man? Now, Taylor has still profited handsomely, despite those fees, by giving the musical world her heiress tour. So we think she's ready to not profit by fixing the broken ticket industry. With Swift Ticks, the first real rival in the ticket industry to Ticketmaster. Taylor, that is a blank space business opportunity if we've ever seen one. <laughs> so, Jack, can you strap on some glitzy leggings and whip up the takeaway for our buddy... Taylor Swift. For-profit companies disrupt. Not-for-profit companies can revolutionize. Yeah, it is. The way Jack and I see it, only Taylor has the sway and the leverage in the entertainment world right now to disrupt a giant like Live Nation. Her next concert tour 
would be the first one to use Swift Ticks instead of Ticketmaster. With Taylor's brand equity and lower fees, we think every musician would use Swift Ticks over Ticketmaster. But to truly leave her mark on the music world, we think Swift Ticks will have a not-for-profit mission. It could be set up like Patagonia, the apparel company. The business can run for profit, but the ownership would be a non-for-profit organization. And Swift Ticks' not-for-profit mission would be to eliminate fees for fans, pay musicians more of the cut, and eliminate scalping of tickets. Because, Jack, those are the three issues that have plagued the whole music industry for, like, decades now. And only Taylor, and only right now, yes! does she have the charisma to fix it. Taylor could be the anti-hero that the industry needs. <laughs> her for-profit company, Swift Ticks, will disrupt Ticketmaster. And then her non-for-profit mission will revolutionize live music. Jack, could you whip up the takeaways or the wishes? Actually, the takeaways and the wishes for 2024. Our first big business wish is that Robinhood should merge with X. To truly democratize finance for all and create a super app. Our second big business wish is that Trader Joe's would launch a streaming network. TJ TV. TJ TV Plus, because today every company is really a media company. And our third and final wish of 2024 is that Taylor Swift launch Swift Ticks, the first real rival to Ticketmaster. For profit companies disrupt, not for profit companies can revolutionize. But besties, this pod's not over yet. Oh, what else we got, Jack? Here's our three other bonus predictions that we whipped up for 2024. First, Jack and I wish that the NBA would sell their next TV deal to Netflix. The NBA has younger and more international fans than all the other sports leagues, and all those fans are on Netflix. And Netflix would get premium content to win over a new batch of streaming holdouts. Our second bonus wish, we wish that TikTok would open up an influencer museum in New York City. A TikTok influencer museum. Here's how it goes. TikTok would put creators and the internet culture that they're famous for on a pedestal Literally. And they would win some brownie points from U.S. politicians and the U.S. public. And our third and final bonus business wish of 2024, it's that Costco would launch a car. Let's call it the Kirkland car. That's right. Ford and Costco could launch the Model C. It's not a collaboration. It's a car collaboration. Now time for the best fact yet. This one whipped up by Jack and me as we were gazing into our crystal ball to come up with this bonus pod. Funny thing about gazing into crystal balls and making predictions. They're not typically correct, are they, Jack? No, especially Wall Street stock market predictions. Yeah, it is. At the beginning of every year, financial analysts love to make predictions about the stock market. They forecast where the stocks will end by the end of the year. But Jack, here's the question. Um, how accurate are these Wall Street stock market predictions typically? On average, they're wrong. They're very wrong. Yes. They're shockingly wrong on average. Get this, Yetis. According to the New York Times, over the past 20 years, the median Wall Street stock forecast was off by 14 percentage points. For example, in 2022, Wall Street analysts forecast the S&P 500 to rise by 4%. And how did stocks actually do, Jack? They fell by 19%. Let's do another one. Okay, last year, Wall Street analysts forecast that stocks would rise 6%. But stocks rose by 22%. Like we said, Yeti's stock market forecast, not typically that accurate. They're way off. So whatever stock market prediction you hear right now, it's probably, odds are, statistically speaking, incorrect. Very incorrect. 
Yetis, that is our big prediction podcast for 2024. Jack, you're looking fantastic. And I think by the end of the year, <laughs> you will still look fantastic. I'm wearing my turtleneck tomorrow just for you. There's so much room in there. I could fit in that turtleneck with you. I can't wait. But besties, we really hope you like this episode. Today in particular, we would love to hear what you think by hitting us up at Pod on Instagram. Let us know what you think of our three big business wishes. And we want to hear your predictions for this year too. Hit us up at Pod, and Nick and I will see you tomorrow. And Never forget the number one rule of prediction podcasts. No prediction is ever wrong. It just hasn't happened yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jack and I will see you later this year. This is Jack. I own stock of Amazon, Netflix, and Ford. And Nick and I both own stock of Robinhood and ETFs of the S&P 500. Wait, what's the pink underneath? What's the pink collar underneath? It's just another pink shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? I was chilly this morning. That was funny. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Abercrombie and Fitch, actually. Is it really? Oh, that's great. Yeah. I thought I smelled something. Yeah. Cologne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like nine abs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. We want to get to know you. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you, like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail, or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand Drunk Elephant was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.